to Dare to be Seen, brought to you by Elizabeth Lopez Productions and EDN Publishing. Join our host, Alyssa DiNapoli, a.k.a. Alyssa Vulpez, author, artist, coach, singer-songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist as she engages in down-to-earth, insightful, and inspiring conversations with female indie singer-songwriters, composers, and musicians. We shall discuss the lessons and personal stories of women who dare to be seen, scratching beneath the surface to explore challenging truths forge deeper connections, and foster personal transformation. Our mission is to create an empowering community of independent female artists who support one another to shine their own unique light onto the world. Get inspired, share your gifts, and please subscribe and review at daretobeseenpodcast.com. And now, let's get the show started. If you are an artist who needs to find a way forward, get your project going or figure out how to turn your creative, artistic or performance skills to a new venture, I'd like to invite you to go to tinyurl.com slash dare to kickstart where you can book a free kickstart your project session with me. In this session, you will get reconnected to your vision uncover exactly where you're stuck, come up with practical next steps so you feel fired up to start your creative projects. Just head on over to tinyurl.com slash dare to kickstart. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dare to be Seen. Today I'd like to talk about practice. How to practice like a pro, how to be a better musician, why does practice matter and how to do it in a way that can work for you. So I have played the guitar now for many, many years. Um, I've also played the drums and I've started playing the piano again after a very big gap. And one of the things that I have noticed is that I lose motivation quite regularly. I go in fits and starts and sometimes... I am very disciplined and I manage to play quite daily, but other times I just kind of eh, don't want to do it today. And then the more I don't do it, the more I don't want to do it. Because, of course, when you lose inspiration, you lose motivation, well, the next time you are going to be playing, you're not going to be very good and that doesn't feel good, does it? You know, when I ask myself, why is this happening? One of the reasons is that I thrive on achievement. When I notice that I'm progressing, I feel like playing more. But after having played for many years the drums or the guitar, I sometimes feel like, well, where am I going? Why am I still this bad? Or, you know, why am I not as good as somebody else out there who I can see is playing much better than me? What am I doing wrong? And it can be very easy to just think that there's something wrong with you or, you know, I just don't have the talent, I don't have what it takes. And that's why I'm not so good. So this is what made me think about the subject today. And I wanted to explore the real reasons why sometimes we feel like we're not progressing. Why do we lose motivation and how to actually stop that from happening? Now, why is this important? Because if you don't find a way to stay inspired and motivated, 
in a consistent way, if you don't find a way to practice that makes it fun and doable for you, well, you won't progress. So when you don't progress, you will lose motivation and eventually give up. So this inspired me to look into this subject and study various teachers. And I have here for you a few points and tips that I found very useful that I use myself. First of all, um, let's look at the reasons why beginners fail. Now, this is something that can happen to you, especially as, the be as a beginner, but also later on as well. As a beginner, I think one of the things that can get in the way of learning music is the words. You know, the words that I used in music. Now, for me, that wasn't really a problem because being Italian and having studied Latin at school and Greek, well, for me, it was you know, piece of cake. I knew what those words meant. But I get that if you're an English speaker, it can be really daunting. You, you might not understand what fortissimo means, but for you it might be really difficult to fathom. And that can actually get people stuck. So one of the things that I am going to give you at the end of this podcast on my show notes is a dictionary of words that translate... Um, the these terms, these Latin difficult terms into plain English so that you don't have to really be stopped by this problem. Now, another reason why musicians sometimes give up and especially at the beginning is that they are just not learning step by step their instrument. Too much too soon is the sentence that encapsulates this problem. So, for example, if you're trying to learn the piano, usually with a, a traditional teacher, the first thing that the piano teacher is going to try to teach you is some songs. And when you try to play these songs, you're going to be corrected every five seconds. Don't put your fingers that way, sit this way, press harder, press softer. Every five seconds you get uh, a correction, and that can be very demoralizing because you just feel you're getting nowhere and it's just too much for your brain to um, deal with. The same with guitar. I remember a really bad guitar teacher who overwhelmed me with loads of information when I was not ready for it. And I actually got out of that lesson feeling like an idiot and wanting to never touch the guitar again. And if you take that approach and compare it with a drumming teacher that I had that was excellent... Well, that made all the difference. This drumming teacher knew that I needed to go slowly. I needed to learn first one limb, uh, then add another limb independence, then another limb independence, then a fourth limb later. And every drum pattern needed to be dissected and understood very, very slowly. A very common problem is that a lot of us, including me, uh, try to play songs too fast or play rhythm too fast too soon so if you do that you you will never get to where you want to be you'll just feel like you don't have what it takes and to be a pro a musician there are three elements that are necessary first you need to be accurate and in order to be accurate you need to go super 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 slow and i know that that can be frustrating but that's just your ego getting in the way. Wanting to be 
able to do something before you're ready is just your ego, right? So give it up and accept that at the beginning you're going to have to go really, really slow so that you can be 100% accurate, whether that's playing skills on the piano or the guitar or rudiments on the drums or whatever your instrument is. It's only when you get confident and the confidence comes from the accuracy and the accuracy comes from going slow, it's only then that you can add the speed. So try not to fall into that trap of trying to do things too fast or learning too much too soon. Go step by step. And don't go to the next step until you have achieved accuracy in the first step. Now, the other uh, problem that can happen um, with learning an instrument is that there's too much theory and not enough action. Now, often in traditional music education, you do get too much theory and it can be really overwhelming. And you're like, yeah, you know, whatever, I just want to play my instrument, right? Now, of course, you can't play your instrument without understanding some basic concepts, but it's very important to have a balance. And I think the balance is actually in favor of action. So it's better to learn something really simple, but actually be able to do it with your hands than just learning theory. Of course, this doesn't mean that theory is not important, but the balance needs to be, I think, in favor of action. Another reason why people give up is that we get no wins, right? So basically, when you put too much effort and the effort is not worth the gain that you get and I'm sure that you've been there I've been there you play and play and play you practice 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 and then you're just not getting any better the reason why that happens is either because of all the reasons that I've just explained so for example not knowing the vocabulary trying to do too much too soon doing too much theory but also when you have a teacher that's trying to give you data that is just interesting but it's not essential to mastering your instrument you know there's many things that are interesting about the piano or the bass or the sax or the guitar or the drums but you don't need to know all of these things when you begin what you really need to know is the essentials of that instrument. What's essential is the information that's going to make it possible for you to master that instrument. The rest is just interesting, but it's something that you can do in your own time if you really want to. Another reason why a lot of us can give up is that we get told by other people that learning an instrument just takes too long. I remember when I first started learning drums, and I asked my teacher, how long does it take to learn the drums? And he said, oh, well, at least 10 years. And I thought at the time, well, bugger that, I don't have that time. I did have that time, of course, because 10 years will pass whether you play or not. But that really didn't work for me. And, I, and I'm not saying that it doesn't take 10 years. You know, it probably takes, it, it does take a long time, but it depends how you practice. It depends how you learn. So there's no really set time to learn an instrument. It depends how much effort and time and how you learn that instrument. Now, another reason why some of us uh, fail to progress or fail to learn at all an instrument is invalidation. And that's when other people don't recognize the worth of what we're trying to do. And this might be people that we're even close to, 
and that basically imply with criticism that might be clear or, or implied that what we're doing is not valuable. Or they might say, well, you know, this is never going to work, it didn't work for me, whatever the excuses may be. And often these are people that have failed at doing the very thing that you're trying to do and they don't want to see you succeed or perhaps they're trying to protect you in a kind of a naive way because they assume that just because they had difficulties, you are going to have difficulties. And of course, we all are going to have difficulties, but that's not the point. The point is how do we overcome these struggles and challenges? So I would say absolutely ignore people like that. Try not to listen to people that say, you know, it's impossible to learn the piano in a short period of time. Oh, you know, just give up now. It takes too long. Because really, they're probably not doing it right. So now we know what the main obstacles to actually getting started or continuing learning an instrument are. Just to summarize, these are not knowing the vocabulary, getting overwhelmed with the words that we don't know the meaning of trying to do too much too soon and instead it's much better to do things step by step, too much theory and not enough action, no wins and invalidation by other people. Now let's look at how to approach practice so that you can be a better musician. First of all, the obvious answer to this is to remember that you're not alone. There are many, many other musicians out there who have been there, have been through the same struggles, and it can be invaluable to actually ask for their advice or at least to ask for their experience. How did they overcome the obstacles themselves? The other thing is you need to really think about your why. Why are you trying to learn this instrument? What is it doing it for you? What is that that made you want to learn this instrument in the first place? You need to connect to your, your passion and what made you want to start. And you need to use that as a what I like to call the North Pole Star. You know, if you think about sailors back in the day who didn't have compasses and they needed to navigate in uncharted waters... They always knew that if they looked at the North Pole star, that would always indicate north. Of course, there would be different kind of weather that might throw them off course. But as long as they looked up at the North Star, whenever they got lost, they knew that they could go back on track. So your North Pole star is the reason why you decided to pick up the drums, the piano, the guitar, the bass, the sax, whatever it may be. Think about it and try to really connect to the experience, the emotional experience of what it's going to be like to be the person that you want to be, the musician that you want to be when you are at that stage. Now, having said that, it is also important to keep your feet on the ground and think about now. Think about setting short-term goals as well as your long-term vision. So the North Pole Star is your long-term vision. So while your North Pole Star is the benefits you're going to get when you get where you want to be, let's then look at your long-term goals. When I say long-term goals, I don't mean 10 years from now. I just mean one year to 24 months from now. You know, what do you want to 
achieve with your instrument. Think about it. Figure out your purpose. Maybe it's to become a very good jazz musician. Well, if you want to study jazz music, then you're going to have to think about, okay, I need to look at the technique, I need to listen to jazz music, I need to learn the vocabulary of jazz, and perhaps I need to network with jazz musicians. There's all these tasks that you are going to have to engage in. And that's a good plan for you to have so that you can decide your short-term goals in alignment with this bigger long-term goal. So your long-term goal needs to be in alignment with your North Pole star vision and the short-term goals need to be in alignment with your long-term goals. So the short-term goals are more like 90 days, three months in advance. So thinking about the next three months then, ask yourself, well, what do I want to accomplish in the next three months? And the idea here is to make it really practical. So for example, it could mean that you decide to book a show or a Facebook Live in three months and you are going to invite people or you're going to film a video of yourself playing and you're going to put that first take on the internet. And so you know that you've got this 90 days to prepare and you can't really put it off because you've said that you're going to do this to the people around you. So you're committing to it. So say then for that gig or that live stream or that video, you need to learn five songs. Okay, well then now you know that when you practice your instrument, you're going to practice those songs. And you might, you know, start, of course, slow. You're going to become accurate first and then you're going to feel more confident and when you're confident, you're going to speed it up and then you're going to add emotion, etc., etc. Now, some people say to me, well, you know, I, I don't want to do that because I'm, fa- I'm afraid that I'm going to fail, right? I'm going to fail, I'm going to make a fool of myself. And to that, what I like to say is this. There is no courage without fear. Fear is not something that you want to get rid of. It's something that you want to use. So it's okay to be afraid as long as you use that fear to drive you to practice. To practice enough so that you will do your best on the day. And remember, this is not about perfection. It's more about feeling confident enough because you're prepared that you can actually really enjoy the performance. So to be super clear and to give you an example of how to apply these concepts, imagine that your North Pole vision purpose, your why, is that you want to be able to jam at a jazz club with the other musicians, even if you've never met them before, even if you don't know the songs at all. Okay, so that's the ultimate goal. That's what you want. Now, thinking about your long-term goal then, 12, say for example, 12 months, This could be learning all of the scales and all of the modes so that you are really proficient at them and you know all the chords of any scale, of any mode, without having to think about it. Okay, if you think it can be done in 12 months, make it 12 months. If you think it can be done in 24, it's 24. Is this in alignment with the bigger Y, the North Pole Star Vision? Yes, it is. Okay, now let's look at the short-term goal. 
So the short-term goal, as I said before, is 90 days. Okay, so in the next three months, what do I want to accomplish that is in alignment with my long-term goal and my purpose? Okay, maybe I want to learn three songs or four songs or whatever, how many, however many you want to learn. It needs to be doable, not too easy, not too difficult. Okay, I'm going to learn these new songs that are in this specific mode or in this specific key. Or these specific chords, right? And then I'm going to perform these songs on a live stream. So now that you have your purpose, your long-term vision, your short-term goal, then another problem that can happen is that we just are too busy. We don't find the time to practice. And you know, let me tell you this, I am a very busy person and I wish I wasn't so busy, but somehow I always end up doing a million things. So I play the piano, I play the drums, I play the guitar, I'm a coach, I see clients, I've got a course, uh, I've got a, a life at home, I want to spend time with my partner, my friends, I want to go out and, and have some walks in nature. You know, there's million and one things I'm doing. And so where am I putting, how am I finding the time? Now, this is a challenge that we can overcome by, first of all, finding the cracks in the day. So every day has got a little bit of a crack here and there. There's never a time where you're absolutely just twiddling your thumbs. Apart from, of course, spending I'm sure, too much time on social media, right? So one of the things that we can do is look at the day and go, okay, when can I find 10 minutes, half an hour to play my instrument? Perhaps it's after dinner, just after the kids have gone to bed. Perhaps it's just right before lunch. Perhaps it's in the morning before everybody else is awake. Or maybe it's an afternoon break. Whatever it is, remember that it's much better to practice daily for a short time than to practice for a long time, once or two times a week. And this is proven by science. So try and find the cracks in the day and think about it in advance. When can I spare that half an hour? What if I put a timer on, on the time I spent on my social media and use that time to practice my instrument instead. Now, some people say, well, you know, my days are all over the place. I don't have the cracks in the same place every day. Okay. And one of the ways in which I found it works for me is to look at the calendar. To, you need to, if you don't have a calendar, you got to have a calendar. Because if you try to have everything in your head, now that's a recipe for disaster. You remember that your brain is not a memory device. It, your brain is a processing device. And if you use it as a memory device, meaning you use it like a diary, trying to remember all the things you need to do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, you're not going to have the same processing power. So I strongly encourage you to get a calendar. So look at your calendar and see where the gaps are. Now, I'm not saying, you know, to fill all of your gaps in the calendar because that's not healthy. But look at the gaps that there are. And we're just talking about half an hour, remember, and schedule your practice in the calendar. Just like you would schedule a dinner with your partner's parents or a trip to the hairdresser, 
schedule your practice and take it seriously. Now, remember that to see results, you need patience because learning an instrument is a little bit like watching grass grow. The grass always grows, but you may not notice. And if you keep on looking at the grass, you're definitely not going to notice it grow. But if you practice every single day and after a month you look back, well, you will see that that grass has grown. So the practice is about building good habits that actually bring about results. The results won't come if you practice just once or twice a week for an hour or so, get yourself exhausted, get no results and then feel discouraged. They will come if you practice every day or at least as as much as you can, even for a short period of time. This brings me to the next subject, which is efficient practice. Because, you know, we could practice every day and just be wasting our time on the wrong things. Now, this is very important. Now, there's been studies where people, amateur and professionals, have been compared and have been spending the exact same amount of time a day practicing an instrument. And at the end, the results are very different. The professional gets better and better. The amateur stays the same or has very little results. So what's the difference there? Let's explore it. First of all, it's very important for an efficient practice to have everything set up in advance. You don't want to spend your time taking your guitar out of the case, setting up the drums, setting up the speakers, putting the computer on, doing all these things that are going to take time out of your practice. You want to have everything easy and set up. Make it easy for yourself. Secondly, you need to have a plan. Don't just go into practice kind of not knowing what you're going to do. Your plan needs to be clear before you show up. And that plan is connected to the vision, the long-term and the short-term goal that we discussed earlier. Before you start playing, make sure that you're in the right mindset. Now, some people find this difficult because maybe you got a child, maybe you've got an intense job, and it can be difficult to get into the zone. So one of the things that can really help is to have a little ritual that works for you. Now, there is no universal ritual that's going to work for everyone, but you need to find a ritual that is good for you. So for example, it might be good to have a dance to get into the mood, or maybe you want to light a candle and do a five-minute meditation, or maybe you want to listen to your favorite music to just get you going and inspired. Once you sit down and start playing, it is important that you challenge yourself so that you are stretching your ability every time. But not challenging so much that it's just too difficult to accomplish your goal. That's the real key. Challenge yourself just enough to learn something new, but not so much that you give up. And definitely don't just Stay playing the same old songs and the same old exercises because that's going to make you bored and you're not going to learn anything new. Remember also that variety is key. It's important to balance the fun with the technicality. So I know, for example, that I tend to go too gang-ho onto the theory and onto my goals and then start doing warm-ups for a really long time and then I get 
completely exhausted by the time my practice time is over and I haven't had any fun. Now that's no good because then I don't want to do it again, right? On the other hand, if you have all fun and no technical or challenging goal, then you're never really going to learn anything new. So again, here you need a balance between these two things. But always remember to finish on a win, right? Finish on a win when you feel like you have accomplished something, you have learned something new, even if it's just a tiny little bit that you didn't know at the beginning of the practice. And always end on a win, end on a high. So, for example, you might have learned something difficult and then reward yourself with your favorite song. And here you can just have fun and not worry about whether you get it right or wrong. And here you can reconnect with your passion. So to give you an example, if you only have half an hour, you could spend one third of that half an hour to warm up. Then another third to practice something that stretches your ability. And then the last third to do something absolutely fun. Most importantly, you need to treat this as you would a profession. And you know, it doesn't matter if you don't make any money with it. You need to be a professional if you want to get anywhere. Now, if you think about it, if you had a job, any job, even if you worked at McDonald's, well, you have to go there every day. You need to show up. You need to do your job properly or you will get fired, right? doesn't matter if you had a bad night's sleep, doesn't matter if you don't feel like it today, you still have to go if, you'd, if you want to get enough money to eat, right? So the same is with your instrument. You need to treat it with that professional attitude. doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not, just do it, even if it's just for those 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever it may be, and make sure that you challenge yourself, but you also have variety and you end up on a win and on a high. And if it's a bit of a trouble to deal with distractions, make sure, again, that you make it easy for yourself. So you keep your phone outside your practice room. You make sure you have, you have a sign on your door that says, leave me alone for this next hour or whatever it may be. Make sure you have firm boundaries with your partners or your kids or your pets so that they leave you alone for this amount of time. Just like they would leave you alone if this was a job, right? You wouldn't want your partner, your pets, or your kids to interrupt you while you are working. And you are working. Finally, if you're stuck in a rut and you keep on playing the same thing over and over again, well, the answer is pretty obvious. Learn something new. And with that, I don't mean something necessarily complicated, for example, if you are a drummer, you could learn a new rudiment on a practice pad and then apply that on the kit and see how that feels different to what you normally play. Or, for example, if you're playing the piano and you think, oh, you know, I'm always playing the same songs. Well, how about you get a song that you know the chords of and you just use those chords to improvise something new? So you just get the same chord, just crumble them up and you see what happens when you don't try to play the song as it is, but you just use this, the chords of that song to improvise something new. Now, the last point I want to make is that how you practice transforms your life personally. 
So not only it helps you to be a better musician, but it will actually transform your life and it will make you into a better human being. Because when you learn the power of discipline, you actually learn to be free. I'm a bit of a free spirit and I hate, I always hated the word discipline. I always thought, oh God, discipline. Who wants discipline? That's just for soldiers or something, for squares, for people who don't have any imagination. It's boring, right? But the thing is, discipline is the key, is the ticket to freedom. How so? Well, if you're not disciplined, then you're not going to be able to learn anything. And so you may think, oh, well, I want to be free to play whenever I want, but you're not really going to be free to play what you want until you have some discipline with yourself and you tell yourself, you know what, I want this enough to practice it every day. And then once you have learned the basics of your instrument, you will be free to play whatever you want, whenever you want. And you will only need to maintain your level of fitness if you like. So it's a little bit like it's a little bit like exercise, yeah? So you may think, oh, you know, I don't have the discipline to do exercise much, to exercise my body. I just want to, you know, lounge around and whatever I want. The thing is, though, if you don't exercise, you won't be able to do whatever you want eventually because your body needs that exercise to be able for you to do whatever you want. It needs those muscles. If you want to climb a mountain, if you want to go out and dance all night, you're going to need those muscles. So the discipline of doing a little bit of exercise every day give you, is going to give you the freedom to go on that mountain or go dancing or do whatever you want to do. And the same goes for music. If you want to be able to play whatever song you choose at any time, well, you need the tools. You need to know how. And the how isn't going to be learned by practicing every once in a while whenever you feel like it. You're going to have to pay for that with discipline. So when you become more disciplined as a musician, you can use the same skills to build positive habits in your life that are going to give you results, the results that you want. So discipline is your ticket to freedom. And just like any tickets, it does cost something. In this case, it costs a little bit of effort and focus and commitment. Now, if you're one of those people that finds creating new habits a little bit tricky, I would suggest reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And here's just a few pointers that he has in his book. First of all, if you want to create a new habit, make sure it's easy. So here we go back to making it easy, having a space where you practice all set up. Make it fun, make it enjoyable. So once again, here we go back to the idea of making sure that you have some fun during your practice by doing something that does not require achievement. Also, attach it to another habit. So what this means is that if there's something that you do regularly, a good idea is to attach your practice to that, to that habit that you already are engaged in. Makes sense, right? For example, my boyfriend decided that he wanted to introduce squats in his routine. And he thought, you know what, I am not really a gym guy, but I do want to do this. What is it that I do every single day? 
Well, I have a cup of tea every few hours. So now, every time I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, I'm going to do 10 squats. And I'm going to measure my progress. So we have a blackboard in the kitchen with a tick for every time he does his squat. And I also have the same thing. So we have a little competition. If you're competitive and you enjoy that kind of thing, then that's one way to make it fun. So attach it to another habit and also measure your progress so that you can see you are making progress. It's good to have a way to measure the progress, whether it's a video that you make every month with you playing a specific song or whether it is having dots on a piece of paper that measure the hours you are spending practicing. Whatever works for you, make sure that you've got a way to measure your progress. And of course, you need to schedule your practice time, like we said. And one thing that really helps is to write down what you're going to do so that you really, truly commit to it. Write this down every day at this particular time. I am going to practice the piano. Whatever it is that you've decided you're going to do, write it down and put it in a place where you can see it. You want to say it out loud and you want to declare it to the world so you're really committing to it. So I hope that this has been informative and helpful for you. And if you've got any questions, remember that you can leave a message and ask your questions using the link in the show notes. So that's all for me today. Remember you can get your free download of the music vocabulary sheet from the show notes. And see you next week. That's all for this episode of Dare to be Seen. Join the conversation on daretobeseencommunity.com and help us create an empowering community of independent female singer-songwriters, composers, and musicians who support one another. For show notes, resources, and information on today's episode, visit daretobeseenpodcast.com. And remember, shine your own unique light onto the world. It needs it.